now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose, hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Hello and welcome to, uh, oh, I'm a little loud there compared to the music. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Department of Offense, episode 257, I want to say. I was just looking at this. Hello. Yeah. 276. That was, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I, I was here for 270. <laughs> what happened the other ones? <laughs> it, it, last time Carlos well, uh, hosted, it was 150 something, right? right. Yeah, we, uh, we went back in time. That's what happened. And then, like, uh, we're just caught in this loop. Like, we're just going to be looping back and forth between episodes for a while. Somebody took an Infinity Stone out and didn't return it. Yeah, that's how it goes, usually. <laughs> so, Casey, as you may have noticed, is not here for this episode. This, this is a Casey-less episode, and it is actually a Casey-less month. He is overseas uh, getting lost in translation. I don't remember quite remember where he went uh, this weekend or uh, uh, Ireland. Ireland. I'm watching his, uh, his uh, Twitter or not Twitter, Instagram feed because he like he had like talked about some stuff uh, like Did I say Belfast. That's probably one yeah. of those places. I think I, like there's like pop ups on Facebook, but I kind of avoid Facebook if I can help it. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I didn't really catch any of that. Now that we have to do our Lotho stuff on there here on Facebook a bit more. I was only hopping on for the that the uh, chat for that. <laughs> And I got like a couple updates, so I mean, it was, uh, it was all right. By the way, I am also taking over for Lothos, our Monday show. So, mm-hmm. but you know, before we uh, get into uh, like what everybody's been doing for the week, I would first like to thank our patrons on Patreon for helping support Blind Ninja Studios and our mini programs. You guys rock! And if you want to help support us, head on over to www.patreon.com slash blind ninja studios and you can be as awesome as them. Consider signing up for a reoccurring donation through that site. And even as little as a dollar a month can help us keep doing what we are doing. Also, if you uh, like to buy stuff on Amazon and who doesn't, uh, head on over to blindedigestudios.com. And at the bottom of the page, you will find a link to Amazon. And buying through that link costs you nothing. But Amazon sends us a cut. So, I mean, consider supporting us just by using that bookmark. And, uh, yeah, you can also like you can, uh, bookmark that link and just follow it that way. Also, one last thing, you could also review us on iTunes because every five-star review helps really move us up in that sorting algorithm. Woohoo! You know, enough uh, self-promotion. Let's talk about what people have been doing. So, uh, Matt, what have you been up to this last week? This last week? Well, I don't think I was on last week. Maybe I was on. Yeah, I think I was on last week. Uh, I went to two concerts. No, I wasn't on last week. I went to Take Him Back Sunday on Sunday with Peter. So he wasn't on, except he should be here today. Liar. Uh, <laughs> I also saw Superorganism last week. I went to a wedding yesterday. That was fun. Uh, got pretty drunk. Uh, that's about it, I think, actually. It's a good way to spend a wedding, drunk. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's uh, free beer, free beer. Are that's, there any other ways to spend weddings? I know, right, right? Uh, they didn't have, like, a DJ or anything. They just had karaoke for everybody to sign up and do the whole <laughs> night. So then they had music on the outside and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's good. Two fires hanging out. It's at the Moose Lodge. So that was pretty cool. Three dollars a shot for anything you want. Nice. About five shots of Hennessy for fifteen bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deal. That's a steal right there. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> All right. So, what have you been up to, Gordon? It's been a 
busy couple of weeks. Uh, finally saw Endgame. Went to Chaos and Carnage tour over at uh, the Caboose. What's a Chaos and Carnage tour? Uh, shitload of bands. Um, oh, okay. Dying Fetus, Fallujah, Whitechapel, Spite. I just went there for Spite, and then okay. like everything else was a bonus. Was There's it a in lot the parking of local lot bands. yet, or is it all inside still? Yeah, the main bands were inside, okay. and then they had a bunch of local groups that were playing outside, which yeah, is pretty cool. Sometimes they don't wait until, the, they wait until the summertime for the... I, I've heard of Whitechapel, so. but I, that, I actually might just not be thinking of the band. I might be thinking of, you know, Jack the Ripper, Murder. Yeah, that, well, that's where the name came from. Yeah. Uh, they, they were. I went in, I didn't really care for Whitechapel. Uh, just I thought they were kind of one-dimensional as far as metal bands go, but then seeing them live... Their vocals for like the deathcore style, if you were death metal, uh, super super clean and really fucking impressed with their yes. with their show, and it it kind of cracked me up because all the guys are dressed in like a black button up t uh, shirt and you know jeans with their pants are tucked into the boots and then the lead singers in a flannel shirt. I'm like, what is this a fucking bluegrass band? <laughs> <laughs> then like, they oh, they're their from te- yeah, oh, they're from Tennessee. This makes more sense now. <laughs> Other than that, that, that's about it. So we have uh, another uh, somebody who hasn't been on the show for quite a while. Uh, we got Mike on. How's it going, everybody? Whoop, whoop. Yep. Head brewer, Swinging Bridge Brewing Company here in River Falls. Yeah? Yep. Would you, would you have uh, anything new on the tap this uh, last couple of weeks? Yeah, we did double dry hop hipster glasses. Oh. It's an IPA with Magnum, Citra, Mosaic, and Amarillo. Those DDHs are big right now. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of hops, and it turned out really good, too. It's got notes of mango and pineapple. Mm. So That sounds great. Yeah. And you uh, brought something in for us to drink right now. What is the what is this that we're drinking? This is on-the-fly American wheat ale with mosaic hops. Nice. And outside here, tell me you got something uh, else coming, too, the Berliner or whatever you're making? Yeah, we just did our kettle sour for the springtime, and we're adding a boatload of fruit to it. Uh, blueberry and pomegranate puree from Oregon Fruit Company. Cool. Nice. Yep. That's exciting. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, if you want to start distro up into uh, the Spooner region of Wisconsin, that'd be pretty neat. <laughs> <laughs> We got plans to hit distribution here soon, so. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, let's see. What have I been up to? Well, I've just been up to class stuff and stressing out over class stuff and counting down the days till I'm done, which is in 12 days. I think I'm done on the 17th is when I graduate. Graduation. So, yeah. Got that to look forward to. And then, like, I get to deal with the stress of uh, trying to find a job. Adulthood. Yeah. I haven't uh, looked for a job like in uh, like actually related to a field for well ever. It's always <laughs> just been, hey, this is a job. I need a job. So does somebody out there have a job? And uh, this is going to be different. Yeah. Well, after the show, if you have time to talk about our Lord and Savior, Sherman Williams, largest paint <laughs> retailer and manufacturer <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I don't know. I get a big signing bonus if I recommend somebody. I see. Yeah, no. uh, (laughs) Let's put it with you. I don't want to do painting. (laughs) No, no. We sell the paint to the schmucks that do the painting. Uh, That's not quite in my field. (laughs) And sales is actually uh, a thing that I never, ever want to do in my life. Like, there's been, uh, because every time, like, when I used to try to get jobs through temp agencies, like, it'd always be all these sales jobs popping up. And that sounds like the most soul draining work ever. 
and and you're either good at yep. good at it or you are not. And uh, <laughs> I would go crazy at it. Anything about that? Like actually, one of the uh, after like early on uh, in my McDonald's career, uh, I had like gotten a call from uh, one of those uh, places about that sell knives and stuff. Cutco. Yeah, it, it was probably uh, Cutco. And I was like, well, that sounds interesting. So I just show up and just sell knives, and like I start looking into it. No, this place, this is a scam. <laughs> like uh, you have to pay for your first set. And uh, basically the way they get their money is because you generally sell to like people, you know, because like they feel sorry for you and then you can't really make the sales anymore, but they get their cut and you're not really an employee. Hey, that cut go night we had when I fed Emma's that we use for limes and lemons on a daily uh, for five years. That thing's not lost its dullness. It's, oh. good, it's a good fucking knife. The, the aerosol dives. I damn near <laughs> lost my thumb to a bread knife. <laughs> So they do have that going for them. They're good knives, but yeah, and they have lifetime guarantee. I think. How do you lose almost lose a thumb to a bread knife? I was cutting a bagel, not paying attention to where my thumb was, and put my thumb through the hole of the bagel, and the bread or the knife just went right through the bagel like it was nothing. And I noticed, oh, my hand kind of hurts, and my thumb is now bleeding everywhere over said bagel that I was <laughs> yeah, about bloody to eat. bagel. <laughs> I mean, but the bagel was still salvageable, right? <laughs> No, no, the bagel was fucked. Was that, oh, it was that soaked? Yeah. Oh. Was that that knife that it's shaped kind of like, uh, I don't know, this kind of shape, it has like holes in the middle of it? Maybe. It's like uh, a banana was, shape. This kind was of. a full size bread oh, knife. Oh, okay. They have one that's like a vegetable bread cheese oh, knife thing, oh, okay. and that thing is just whoosh, cut you see, anything. The that, was, bread. that was the thing. I was thinking of butter knife. I was thinking of a butter knife. No, 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 no this, was a, a this was like a dedicated bread knife. Yeah. The serrated, no. serrated yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it now. Those I can get sharp. how you cut your uh, I can get how you cut your thumb. Still Not, got the scar. I, I guess like thinking, I was thinking of the bread knife, like how do you cut your thumb? No, but that sounds a lot more... Feasible. Yeah, the lower half of the bagel was just <laughs> fucked. Well, uh, let's get on to the beer that we're drinking for this episode, which is the Sump 2018 from Perennial Artisan Beers. Ooh. And uh, let me just look up that information for that, because, you know, as a professional, I did not have that already up on a tab. Hmm? Oh, I was just going to use some of mine. Oh, so it is a, uh, a coffee stout, an imperial coffee stout so it's gonna looking forward to that I was at the liquor store the other day and it was like you know I really could go for uh, a coffee stout and that's I guess I maybe didn't need the imperial part of it but I just did want I did want the coffee part of it at the time and Mike you said you've had this one already didn't you yeah I had 2017 okay okay smells like coffee so let's see what it says on their site so, Perennial Arts and Ales says that our Imperial Coffee Damn. Stout is made in collaboration with a devilishly handsome Scott Cart Carey and co. at South City's Sump Coffee. For this year's batch, we chose a coffee from the La Virgin region of Colombia. And this is an 11.5% beer. Sessionable. Sessionable. Crushable. <laughs> I, I can't deal with that, Gordon. <laughs> it's a... Uh... Kind of tasty. Kind of tasty. Let me just pour mine. I didn't have my morning coffee this morning, so yeah, pretty like like you're saying off air. Heavy coffee, big coffee. Yeah, definitely getting that coffee smell. Nice smooth body too, real thick. Uh, Lots of alcohol on the nose. Yeah, no, uh, it's making my nose hairs curl. Uh, I like it a lot. Uh, 
Yeah, that's surprising. Yeah, I like it's the dark, dark chocolate, dark coffee, heavy, heavy coffee, like you said. Yeah. yeah. And the astringency of the coffee and the grains really hide that that alcohol. Yeah. It just whoo, slips right in there. <laughs> Gordon? Awesome. Uh, like Mike was just saying, uh, the coffee and the dark chocolate, they hide the booze uh, and the flavor, but you get a lot of it on the nose. But flavor-wise, a lot of co- dark chocolate bitter with the coffee notes is kind of carrying that as a bridge from your glass to the to the mouth. I do feel like I'm going to have major heartburn from this, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I took my preface. <laughs> you know, that you say that, I mean, this is, uh, I have had three and a half. Yeah, monsters. three and a half monsters today. Jesus. Good start. Yeah, I know you stress out over classwork and mm-hmm. stuff and like that. Uh, yeah, I was, I was telling Mike earlier that perennials are so expensive to get. I'd like to get something from them on tap, but yeah, no, just wouldn't be feasible at Emma's. Yeah, no, I don't think that would fit like Emma's like low cost. No, no. I will find a reason to come down to Emma's if you get one this on tap. <laughs> so, Mike, what do you? Anything else you got to add on uh, flavor? You talked about it a little bit already. Uh, I really like it. It's like a dark fruit coming through on the, the aftertaste, almost like dates or... Mm-hmm. The sweetness of a date. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm almost even apt to let it warm up a little bit, too, to see if any more flavors come out of it. But, like, right off the bat, just it's coffee. Like, I'm drinking a cup of coffee with a shot of Jameson in it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can definitely feel the burn in the back of my throat though that yeah. I haven't drank it in a little bit. <laughs> right, right. As that, like the flavors just, to, you know, develop after you've taken a sip. It's pretty complex. Big flavor. Really good beer. Yeah, I get a lot of that coffee on the front end. Not so much on the back end just because, you know, it's an imperial beer. Mm-hmm. You get, cause there's that sweetness in it, you know? Yeah, there's that sweetness. Uh, yeah, I, I do like this. It's very tasty. Uh, I actually, I kind of wish it had more coffee in it. But that might just be me and my thinking about caffeine right now. I mean, we could make a pot of coffee and pour half and half or something. <laughs> Doesn't sound that terrible, does it? It does not sound that terrible. <laughs> but we got a show to do. <laughs> You'll so, sa- save a little bit for you later after the show, then you can. We'll see. Uh, so, Matt, you want to uh, give it a number? I'll give it an eight. An eight? All right. Gordon? Nine, seven, five. Nice. Wow. Jeez, so that, that's like two shows that I've been on that there's been tens around the table almost. I, if For me to give it, like, on, on Untapped, it's a five or uh, here a ten, it's really got to knock my socks off. Like, I'd be willing to travel cross, cross country for it. What was that beer that everybody wanted to give a ten on? Well, Brian and uh, Casey both had ten I think on. I probably gave it an eight. Hey, what was that one? I can't remember. I can't remember because it was a week ago. Two yeah. weeks ago. Oh, that definitely did not. Definitely not can't remember that one. <laughs> like, there's very few breweries that I'll, I'll yeah, give a, yeah. a high score to, but Central Waters is one of the very few. Nice, but this is this is fucking tasty. Uh, Mike, honestly, like what Gordon said though, I I save room, I guess, in my mental notes for scoring, and you know, save the best for the best. So. <sighs> Honestly, I, it's a great beer, and this is one of the Imperial Stouts that I could probably have a full glass of rather than just a taster glass and mm-hmm. move on. So I, I'd give it like a 7.5. Mm-hmm. Just it's not the best one I've had, in the, you know, but it's definitely up there. Hell yeah. I could have a full glass of that. Oh, there's more to go. <laughs> 
It's going to get goofy here real soon. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, i got a whole other show to uh, later. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very solid uh, Imperial coffee stout. It like, kind of nails it. Definitely has got the Imperial in there. It definitely has the coffee in there. I kind of wish it had a little bit more coffee in there. And it, that, You know, it's a stout. So, I mean, it nails all three. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. Uh, just because I kind of wish that uh, the coffee was just came out of the, the flavor a little bit more. But that's about it. But, yeah. All around, pretty solid beer. Nice. Uh, so that means we got to move on to the next part of the show. That's right. What's that? What's that? <laughs> oh, I got to play the news clip, don't I? Here it is. Banjos, banjos, banjos. And now the Department of Offense presents news with Casey Carlos. Nope, nope, that that was a lie. There is no casing this episode, and there's not going to be for a month. So, I mean, you're just going to be waiting for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, cheese wheel thieves strike twice. Two women entered a Longo's in Ontario, where they chose a cheese wheel valued at $180, and they stole it by stuffing it in a reusable bag. But this was just a slice of their crime, because earlier that day, they entered a Fortino's and nabbed six wheels of cheese by a valued at $800. No luck on their third attempt uh, the following day when they returned to the Longos for another attempt at the big cheese. But they were, uh, they were recognized by the employees, and uh, the cops are after them, or the Mounties, or whoever it is in Ontario that does the crime fighting. How big were these wheels of cheese? I do not know. I could not find a like a, a weight for them. And like they got to be like the they size can't be, of a car tire. They can't be that big because they put it in a bag. I would say like spare tire size, not a full car. It's got to be smaller than that because if they fit it like in a reusable bag, like not like a garbage bag, you can get some pretty big reusable bag. Like those <laughs> Ziplocs go up to like five quarts. And how much was the first wheel of cheese worth? A hundred eighty dollars. That's got to be a pretty decent sized thing of cheese. Yeah. So there, and like, uh, it's. Well, like, I mean, you can easily spend $16 on a little thing like this, though, too, you know, like a four inch by two inch thing. So. Well, you yeah. put Artisan on the label. And yeah. All of right, a sudden the right. price is up by 20 bucks. The, uh, the officials in, uh, Ontario were like, you know, this is too much cheese to eat. So they're probably trying to resell it. Right. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> probably. I mean, if it was me, though, I mean, that's. I mean, you that's, might be able to eat five wheels of cheese. <laughs> Five months okay. a month a wheel because oh, you know I gotta take bre- I can't eat like the like eat cheese nonstop that month I gotta take breaks throughout the mm. week month so like that's why it's only a wheel. A what month. about various meals like you know like on Monday you do it with lunch on Tuesday you're doing it with dinner so you kind of have that no I, I get bored I, I would get bored and then like then I just don't eat anything for a day or two and it's like oh I need to eat something <laughs> oh yeah my cheese. And it gets to the end of the month, and you said you're, you're going to set yourself to one wheel of cheese a month, and then you got a whole wheel left. What are you going to do that? So, speaking of delicious stuff, let's talk meat alternatives. Now, we have talked about crickets and roaches in the past as replacements for meat, but let's talk maggots. Food scientists in Brisbane, Australia, are attempting to use insects such as maggots and locusts in a variety of foods, including sausages. Nope. Yeah. No. But would it really be that much worse than gooey, slimy intestines just filled with like mulched up random parts of the animal? Okay, so that is Scotland that do the intestine thing. 
over here in the states where we're using actual cuts of meat, it's different. I don't know. It's like sausage. No, unless it's blood sausage, which is. I, I used to like blood sausage. I helped make it, and now I'm done. <laughs> Casey has a lot of blood sausage in the freezer. To see, actually, yeah. <laughs> Crickets aren't that bad. I don't know about maggots. Yeah, like maggots aren't an optimal choice. Locust is weird too. It's like that crunch. Look, same with crickets. A crunch. Like I suppose if it's in it, enough uh, wetness. Well, I'll... if you try a um, baked or roasted crickets and then you throw some stuff like a, tastes like sunflower seeds. I, yeah, it, I, I I mean I'd equate it to popcorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had that before. That was fine. Yeah, I, that I probably Maggots wouldn't mind I that. Know. I think I would. Uh, I'm just gonna steal this beer over here. Um, I don't know. Like I've had fried. I've talked about it on the show before. I've had fried worms, and they were they were coated in like nacho cheese. But like that was like <laughs> that was like in sixth grade. So like I don't remember how they tasted. Although I'm sure they tasted like crunch and nachos. Please tell me you got these earthworms out of your backyard, and then you no. just open like a Tostino's jar and like just fucking <laughs> <laughs> cheese. On. No, a uh, science teacher had bought them for uh, the class, and like I wasn't gonna say no. She is probably not a teacher anymore. I'm sure she was. It was like at. She probably bought them at a store. Oh, okay. And okay. you didn't have to eat them. Weird. I mean, I did eat them. Like I, that was like a science class where I learned a lot of stuff. Like I, there's still stuff like I. I still remember like the how the kings play cards. Like how is like for a kingdom phylum class, all that stuff. I still remember that from that class. But I also, uh, I also remembered. Uh, I there, I also had an experience with a. Co- I don't know if you guys ever uh, had it too. Uh, so owl pellets. Do you guys ever have to take one of those apart in a, a science class? Yep. A what pellet? Owl pellet. It's the owl pukes up the oh. bones and non-digestive material after it eats. Yeah. So yeah. you walk through the woods where known owls are, and you can spot these pellets. And then teacher made you digest them or digest them dissect it and try to figure out what the owl ate oh okay no no I never have to do that oh it was kind of difficult because I was very bad at telling the difference between vole skulls and and mole skulls because apparently there's a difference and then mouse skulls and it was especially became bad when I sneezed <laughs> And then there's just like owl pellets went everywhere along with like other bits. And it's like, well, I mean, how big are these pellets? I don't remember. It was a long time they, ago. They can get up to about an inch or, okay. you yeah. know, about a half inch diameter. Right. It's, there's they, a, little compact things. Man. There's a lot of stuff that, and like they're yeah. compact, but there's a lot of stuff in there. And like they, a, they, they must be a decent size because, I mean, you get around here, especially the great horned owl, they're not a small bird. And like a lot of it, like uh, and like, there's, a, I'm pretty sure it's also full of like, uh, like bits of like their feather from their preening and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so when I sneeze, like it kind of like, there's a lot of fluttering. It, it's very dusty. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a great. Oh, but uh, so yeah, so talking about the the food stuff. Uh, also on the menu, one of his students created an apparently very tasty insect ice cream. Mm-hmm. You know, like a, a salty, sugary crunch, like a. Like if it was crickets, that's not bad. I could probably go for that. Caramel, chocolate, and cricket. You can buy owl pellets for a buck it. ninety-five of pe- mix. That's probably why science, why classes like to use them. <coughs> These ones are like four inches long. Oh yeah, yeah they're by like one inch. Uh, but yeah, if you still want meat from non-insect sources, though, there is an option though. Yeah, uh, down in Australia, perhaps kangaroo will be more up your alley. 
I love kangaroo. Because apparently like they do not require grasslands for grazing. They, uh, they're not that big of a... They don't have that much of an impact on the environment. They're just assholes. In areas... Uh, I was listening to a podcast about that. I mean, the I guess the Australian government will have culling of kangaroos from time to time in certain regions if they become an issue. And I've heard, I guess it's kangaroo tail tastes really good. Well, I was, would like to try. Mine brew jerky. So. Uh, yeah, uh, who knows? I never would have thought to eat kangaroos, but like they're apparently just a bunch of giant assholes. So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to feel bad about it. The only thing is they're like pure muscle, so that's probably, yeah, I don't know. I like lean meat, so I mean, that's right up my alley. Mm-hmm. So, a man has fallen into the Kilauea volcano in Hawaii. Oh, I heard about that. And survived. <laughs> Oh, he survived? Yeah. I did not read further, and I just read the headline. I'm like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> so he had fallen 60 to 70 feet into the volcano's crater after climbing over a metal railing because he wanted to get a closer look. Got to get that selfie. Yeah, he needed that <laughs> selfie. Instagram's calling. He uh, he uh, he slept, of course, lost his footing, fell. Luckily, he managed to land on a narrow edge where he was rescued several hours later and airlifted to a hospital for urgent medical care. So, yeah. Uh, it's, I don't think I'd want to do that. That sounds like not a lot of fun to end is up in Kilauea a volcano. Is still active? Uh, yes. It is. Okay. It is, in fact, the most dangerous volcano in the U.S. and has been erupting since the early 1980s. Huh. Yeah, they just had a big thing where it spilled lava out and had to evacuate a bunch of people. Yeah. Was that last year's when mm-hmm. everybody's freaking out? Yep. Oh, okay. Did, did they gain like they gained a lot of land? I don't know how much it was, but right. Yeah, so like I'm thinking like a lot of that uh, the stuff he had to go in the hospital for though, well, like was not like burnt or anything. Like that maybe it was it. I don't. He did fall 70 feet closer to the volcano, but uh, I'm sure a lot of that was the fact that he was not breathing oxygen for the most part. Oh, like, right. That was that's got to be like a lot of like methane and other toxic chemicals that he was breathing a in. A lot of sulfur, I assume. Yeah. Well, he deserves it. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he was being a complete idiot. Yeah, I, you know, that's I, I see the stories of like people falling off the railing on the Grand Canyon recently. There's been three of them this year. You deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're that stupid to take an Instagram photo and go over where they tell you not to go, you deserve what happens to you. I would not do that ever because like that's way too high up for me. Yeah, that's like I don't. I'd I'd have to like crawl to the edge. It could just be too much for me. So, for my final story, even bears need to unwind sometimes. A bear was caught soaking in a hot tub in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Now, the owners of the hot tub say that the bathing bear was but one cup, but two of his other uh, siblings were wandering around the cabin. This is not the only bear drama in Gatlinburg. Uh, Recently, a bear was caught on camera trying to rip a window... Off of a car. Whoa. So, yeah, the, the bears are uh, being a little aggressive, trying to break stuff, trying to relax in hot tubs. Like, they're up to all sorts of stuff. I mean, does it say what type of bear it was? Like, black bear? I believe it was a black bear. That's not so bad. They're pretty easy to spook. I mean, versus a grizzly where, oh, here's an animal that is bred to kill and 12 feet tall. That's a big old fuck off. No. I think, though, like 80% of the community probably doesn't have that mindset, and I think they're probably more spooked when they see a <laughs> fucking bear in their hot tub. Ooh, that would scare me. I don't know. Yeah, have you guys ever seen a bear in real life? Yes. Yeah. yeah. At the zoo. 
<laughs> well, well, you know, zoo, that yeah. zoo, of course, yeah. yeah but or yeah. else, like, on the side of the road. like, uh, like Camping back when I was in Boy Scouts, a black bear got in one of the tents because some dingbat brought some candy. Oh, he got in a tent. Was somebody in the tent at the same time? No, no. We were off and about uh, dinner or something like that, and when we came back, there was a bear in our little campground area because they brought, uh, I don't know, insert candy here and was trying to hide it from the uh, the upper... Uh, counselors or leaders, whatever they're called, and what it's been forever since I was. Boy well, Scouts. you know that's what the, you know the counselors get for you know like making like no candy and like of course somebody's got to sneak some candy, right? Yeah, and but it, like a black bear, they, yeah, they get big. I mean, four or five hundred pounds is nothing to, you know, it's a big animal. You know that, but you, they're not really scary because they're not big, big. But grizzlies, they're like they understand they are bigger than you and they will kill you. So you hear that, uh, Cub Scouts out there? Don't bring candy to you in your tent. Bring beer. <laughs> I'm not going to be opening any beer. Unless it's one of those really sweet IPAs. I mean, I don't know if they've learned how to open beers. Like they might, if you bring a glass, they might, you know, break the glass, and that might not be fun. <laughs> but like if it's just a, if it's a can, I think uh, I think it'll be safe. Should be good. I did decide to bring a refresh for you guys on bear safety for and for our listeners. So here are some tips for encountering a bear. Ooh. Never feed or approach bears. If a bear approaches you in the wild, it is probably trying to assess your presence. If a bear is selling raffle tickets, you buy them. Your safety is more important than your wallet. Do not show up to the raffle drawing. It is a trap. <laughs> if black bears, if a black bear attacks you, fight back aggressively. If a brown bear attacks, fight back passive-aggressively. If a polar bear attacks, do not fight back. You cannot win. <laughs> and uh, when fighting a bear, make sure to use anything at hand as a weapon. A mace. Uh, I mean, mace as in bear spray. Or just, uh, what's the other? What's the? I can't remember. Just like the spray stuff. Mace. Sticks. Stones. Guns. Uh, medieval swords. Medieval maces. And Nickelback albums are all fair game in bear fights. <laughs> so, yeah. Good to know. Yeah, just a little heads up for everybody out there. You know? <laughs> Raffle tickets, I'll keep that in mind. You know how much I like to gamble. So. Yeah, I mean, like, you just don't show up for the drawing. Which, don't I mean, do it, I if you don't show up for the drawing, though, you're not eligible for the prizes, but I mean. But unless they tell you to write your phone number on, then they'll just call you up for the if you win or not. They don't do that. They pocket oh, it. Oh, <laughs> that could be a trap, bastards. though, too. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> if they call you and tell you to win, don't show I mean, up. no, like, if like they'll just use your number, then just sell your number off. No. Although that's like worth a fraction of a fraction of a penny because it's not worth a lot these days. <laughs> You're already on Sony list. Right. <laughs> so let's get to our topic for the day. You are haunted by one ghost. What ghost is haunting you? So, Matt. Uh, jokingly, I said David Bowie because of uh, the Flight of the Concords episode. That's pretty great. Bowie to Bowie. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, hmm. You could also take it in many ways, too, like to if the scariest ghost that could be haunting you or one you'd also like to haunt, haunt you. Scariest ghost. Hmm. Would you really want a scary ghost to well, haunt I'm you? I'm saying, because mostly if you're getting haunted, it's going to be something scary. So 
what would you not want to be haunted and what would you want to be haunted? Just add, I mean, like, a second layer to if it. If you're haunted by a ghost, like, you could choose something not scary. Well, that was your whole thing was the first one was like, who would you want to be haunted by if you were haunted by a ghost? But yeah, like that, well, being haunted just means like the ghosts like around you. That doesn't necessarily mean that's being scary all the time. I know that. That was just giving you another layer to the question. Oh, you all oh, give the I ones see. that are good, but what would you not want to be? There? I see. I get it now. I see. You're trying to add something. Yes, yes. I added. I added because I can't think of something right now. Um... <laughs> Uh, what? Who would do, does anybody have one yet? You know? <laughs> sure. Maybe, what do you got? Kind of. I don't know. Um, I, I'd say the ghost of Bobby Singer from TV show Supernatural. All right. Now was is, would he be in his? Would he be stuck in his wheelchair though while he's a ghost? Doesn't matter. We're <laughs> both gonna just drink whiskey all day long. So I don't. Can a ghost? Could he as a ghost drink whiskey? Well, I mean, you well, you pour out. You know, everybody pours out a little bit for their buddies. That mm, it's like Casper where it just falls down to the ground. Oh, yeah. so like it's I'll a drinking still, buddy that I'll, can't really drink a whole put, lot. You put a cup underneath this. Well, I'm being haunted, so I'm gonna pull out, pour a glass for him regardless, just out of respect, and maybe he won't like annoy me when I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, yeah, sounds pretty good. Uh, Mike, Jimi Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix, huh? Jimi Hendrix, just to hopefully maybe absorb some of that creativity and keep you on your toes. Oh yeah, you know, you'd be on your toes. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Psychedelic spirit. <laughs> He'd just be uh, playing a guitar solo while you're trying to work, cause, which is great. You know, like. Maybe you want to hear him do his, like... I was like, trying to think of some sort of artist like that, where it's like, oh, I could have him play bedtime songs all the time. Like, right. It's music in the background. Right. You know, you, you got a girl over, and hey, you want to set the mood. And, turn it on. You know, Yeah. <laughs> it's not even... You don't... There's no clapper. It's just, there's no Alexa play at this. It's, <laughs> hey, Jimmy, go ahead. Right. Do your thing. <laughs> the ghost of acid past. Perfect. <laughs> Maybe so much to say is a flashback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Stanley Kubrick would be a good one to. That would be interesting. Yep. Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick? Right. Yep. Yeah. Like, would he, uh, would you have him tell you all about how uh, he uh, faked the moon landing? Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and I just find every ounce of like watching the makings of like of a Clockwork Orange or Eyes Wide Shut. I find. All so that would you try to become like a director and like try to use his spirit to help you? Ooh, I hope so. Yeah. yeah, damn. Hell but yeah. then all of a sudden, like he starts, he starts leading you, like he led his actors, and like you start getting like driven madly, like because you are being haunted by. A- <laughs> there you go. So there, I have both of the my <laughs> categories in one right there. So, I would uh, choose if I was going to be haunted by a ghost. I would choose Ghost Rider, <laughs> not Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider, from the PBS TV show from way back in the day. Was it mid nineties? Oh God, it must uh, early nineties, maybe mid nineties. Well, I remember watching it in the in the ni- early mid nineties. Yeah, I was born in eighty eight, and I remember was watching that show. It's basically a ghost that like spells stuff, and they and these kids solve crimes and stuff with like I, I don't know. I don't remember a lot of the plot anymore. But however, the ghost could write and spell correctly, and I uh, I'm not great at spelling stuff correctly. If I don't have autocorrect. It, things become a disaster, uh, and even like with autocorrect, uh, everything starts getting red lines underneath it, and like oh, the, like I guess I'm like I go back over everything. So if Ghostwriter would just haunted me, and would like just go over all the stuff I wrote down, 
it just make my life so much easier. I could just write however, misspell as much as I want, and he could just fix it for me. Also, if I ever have to solve a crime, he would probably give me some sort of word puzzle or something. I could solve that, and <laughs> I solve the crime. I, I can do all sorts of stuff with him. 90, those three seasons ended in 95. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I, I know they had reruns for a little bit later. Yeah, I, I'm surprised they like, only got three seasons, but like, I don't know, maybe like having some sort of glowing ball was a little too much uh, for the ghostwriter budget. Well, also you got to think he had uh, Nickelodeon and everything coming in right then, too, with Are You Afraid of the Dark and all that stuff. Yeah, but like, it was PBS, so like it was all off of donations. Yeah, so I know. They, that's what I'm saying. They didn't have there was a, a lot more. The competition was breaking up. <laughs> well, yeah, but like that was like a. It's a little bit different because, like, the budget is coming from the parents for that stuff, like, not as for cartoons or stuff like that. And it was just like, hey, donate, and we'll get, like, Nova or National League Geographic. I watched a lot of that way back in the day. I watched a lot of PBS back in the day. Another uh, another ghost idea. Um, McKenna, I think his last name, writer, 1967. Terrence McKenna? Yes. Did a shitload of drugs, like all of the drugs. <laughs> uh, big advocate for uh, um, legalization of acid and stuff like that. And I, if you read his writings, they're kind of a trip and a half. They're they're interesting. They're just a little out there. But I remember watching a video. It's his neighbor decided to shoot at him while he's doing this interview. So he just pulls out a fucking revolver and starts firing back. Was his neighbor Hunter S. Thompson by any chance? Because <laughs> yeah. he'd just open up his back door and fucking start shooting the gun like, randomly. So like, was this like something that maybe they planned ahead of time? And it was like blanks or like were the actual bullets flying? Back oh, they were, they they were bullets. bullets. Yeah, yeah, you could hear because this was out in the sticks of you know, Montana. Uh, Terrence McKenna. Or, no, maybe I do have them wires crossed with Hunter S. Thompson. No, Terrence McKenna was crazy, too. It's, <laughs> yeah. That was around that same Did, beatnik time in yeah. San Francisco. Uh, so. Well, who lived in Montana? Was that McKenna or Thompson? Thompson. Thompson. Okay, so it was Thompson firing back at his name because they're, they're talking, you know, we're on, uh, I guess, Hunter S. Thompson's ranch, blah, 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 talk, talk, talk. And all of a sudden, you hear this kind of that whiz bang. From a bullet hitting something. What the fuck? That's why it sounds familiar to me. Yeah, yeah okay. That's yeah, yeah. okay. So, sure, yeah, but... my words crossed. But yeah, Terrence McKenna, that would be a trip and a half to pick his brain. Do you think as that. a ghost, he's just like permanently high? Probably. on LSD. I kind of <laughs> imagine like a shaggy like character from Scooby Doo. Oh, really? Like, so <laughs> he's actually more put together than I thought. <laughs> uh, he wrote Food of the God. Okay. Food of the Gods? Mm-hmm. I've never I've heard of heard that. heard of one. it. Yeah, I haven't. Kind of along the same lines as Jack Kerouac. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah those would, yeah, to be a fly on the wall with those two <laughs> write their books. <laughs> also, like Thomas Wolfe, too, he was big with the, the psychoelectric Kool Aid acid test or whatever. Yep. I'm trying to remember. I think that the there was a movie announcer guy that passed away. And I was thinking, like, the, for the, like, the, he used to do, like, a, a, all the older uh, trailers, uh, Don LaFontaine, who did a lot of trailers for ages. If he was, like, a ghost, and, like, he just, in a world, just, like, uh, <laughs> everywhere you go, like, that'd be great to have a fun narrator, because until Morgan Freeman passes away, you, until Morgan Freeman ta- passes away, you got Don LaFontaine, uh, you know, just, like, giving you some narration throughout your day. Make you feel important. In a world where Carl sputters both sides of the bread. <laughs> but only only you can hear his voice. Well, of course. <laughs> Actually, if everybody could hear his voice, think how great that would be and how terrible for everyone else that would be. Like, Is he talking to you again? Yeah. 
I mean, like, it's like everybody gets to share in the misery, but it's all about you. Every time you enter a room and here he comes from the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, like it may suck for you, but it sucks more for everybody else. <laughs> and granted, nobody would want to uh, hang out with you. But uh, I mean, you know, you got the narrator to hang out with you forever. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, any other uh, any other ones? By the way, we had a uh, Casey was in here earlier saying bad Gordon, no paint. I don't know. I, I think that was the one you're offering me a paint job. That sounded t- terrible. <laughs> bad Gordon. <laughs> Duck Hill Workshop said earlier that uh, you're all sitting in a room with Gordon, who may as well be a bear. And then he said, mace him. Uh, uh, do uh, not. Which I do not have any mace. I do not actually have a medieval mace anymore. At one point, I did. I've heard about it hanging up down here. Why don't you have it? Well, because it wasn't actually mine. It was just uh, a friend who had like left it after he moved out, and like eventually he, I got him to take his stuff. Mm. So like and he, he took that because uh, he also had a bunch of other medieval weapons of various qualities. The mace was not high quality. It was a bladed mace, though. I mean, so. He does say either would be acceptable. I mean, I do have a sword, so I do have the medieval sword for my list. I could do. It's not very sharp though, so I might take a. I might have to hit Gordon a lot with it. God damn it! <laughs> All right. Uh, well, it's kind of a short show. Uh, I guess that shows how much important Casey is, but don't let him know that. So, teach him to run off to Europe for a month. Yeah. Maybe he'll get kidnapped while he's there, and like I'm not like I don't have a particular set of skills, so I mean he's gonna he's on his own. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fine. This outro music. There we go. Nailed it. So thanks for joining us on another episode of uh, Department of Defense. Almost at sound wave there. Uh, so if you would like to uh, support us, this, or any of our other shows, uh, please go to patreon.com slash blindedstudios for our Patreon or uh, Amazon for has our Patreon link. All these links can actually be found on our... Uh, let me turn this. It's kind of hard to concentrate. I found a sound wave when I did that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, just turn it down, then I yeah. got it. Yeah. Start from the top. Yeah, these uh, both the links to uh, Patreon and Amazon are both on our homepage at blindedstudios.com. Um, also, we have multiple shows. Uh, we have uh, Department of Defense, of course, you're listening to that one. So you know that one. Uh, Soundwave, where uh, Matt and I talk music. Gordon's got a show. What is that show, Gordon? Uh, Rules of the Arena and recently released uh, Depart- uh, Dear America, where you can find blindnessstudios.com slash DA. It'll take you right there. Episode one is going to be releasing, uh, uh, has released, sorry, last week. Nice. Episode two coming up this week. Fun. And uh, yeah. Uh, Mike, you got a website for Swinging Bridge? Swingingbridgebrewing.com. We also have Facebook and Instagram. Cool. Blinded Studios also has Facebook, and you can join everybody on our crew except me on that. <laughs> so if you, um, I do not actually have our email, so I was going to say you send us show ideas, but I don't have feedback. that email. Feedback, feedback at, at blindedstudios.com. There you guys or go. Or even easier, as much as on Facebook. Yeah, we do, like, as, uh, yeah, Facebook. But you won't find me there. All right, guys. See you guys next week.